Welcome to another episode of Nocturnal Emotions, taking you right into the night. I am Sean Tillman, a.k.a. Harmar Superstar, your host, and I have long-form conversations with people of interest, actors, musicians, writers, comedians, everybody, everybody of interest to me, to hopefully to you. Um, that's the story. That's just it. Wherever the conversation goes is where it goes. Same old formula, guys. Um, so this week, uh, this week's been uh, pretty, pretty hectic travel-wise for me. I was in Los Angeles. Um, I was there uh, doing um, a couple nights of Petty Fest at the El Rey Theater. You guys have probably heard a lot about this on the show if you've been listening. Uh, it was a great success, uh, along with the Cabin Down Below band. We raised a lot of money for Sweet Relief who are uh, this time going to be donating uh, the money to musicians in need that got hit by Hurricane Sandy. So uh, we're really proud of that. We got to jam with all our friends. Uh, Nick, Albert, and Fab from The Strokes all played. Johnny Depp showed up wearing a million scarves and rocked the guitar for like six songs each night. Uh, It was kind of crazy. I became Twitter buddies with Matt Sorum. One of my childhood idols from Guns N' Roses. I I just have to say it was a great week. And thanks to everybody who came out and made that a success. It was so fun. Everybody got sloppy drunk. Um, And uh, and that was that. that. Um, Keep your eyes peeled. I'm sure it's going to happen again. I'm sure it's going to happen in more cities. But, uh, you know, I don't know the specifics on that yet. And uh, this week... The release of this episode, number 11, is, uh, is Thanksgiving week. For, uh, for you international listeners who still don't understand what Thanksgiving is, a lot of us still in America don't either, besides the fact that uh, it's a good time to get together with your family and your friends, eat some turkey and stuffing and all your favorite treats, and, uh, and be appreciative of each other. So um, I'm going to say I'm thankful for all of you who are listening to this episode right now and who keep coming back. Please do. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving, Turkey Day. I hope your travels are good. I hope the airport isn't too much of a bummer. And I hope this show is helping you get through those long lines. Um, this week, very special guest, my friend Mr. Patrick Carney, a hilarious man, great producer, and the drummer of the band The Black Keys joined me. Uh, we sat down at his, uh, at his room at the Chateau Marmont and, uh, and we got down to the basics. So I will keep you, I will keep you no longer in suspense. Check it out, people. This is my conversation with Mr. Patrick Carney. Patrick Carney. Yes. Here we are in your uh, beautiful Chateau Marmont room. Yeah. Making it happen. It's not really. It's not really beautiful, though. It's not really beautiful. the The, the furniture is kind of old. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I just I like these rooms because I had an apartment like in when I was twenty two in Akron that looked just like this, uh, just like every room in this hotel. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like yeah, it's got that Midwest. It's got a weird Midwest feel. Midwest you expect apartment. there to be like steam heaters. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. But there aren't. Should be. But you know, like for for the. The pedigree that this place has, yeah, 
they don't really go all out at that, all. That's what I like that about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The location's amazing though. Like, yeah. That's what, that's 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 why we always stay here. Well, recently. Yeah. We used to stay down at the Hyatt, the Riot. Oh house. yeah, yeah. That's classic, like Led Zeppelin shit. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, when you get into shenanigans. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I don't know. When we stay there, it's always really boring. Yeah, Just yeah. A, I think it's been a lot different. Like the two thousands Hyatt House. Yeah, definitely didn't. No, it's not. The, <laughs> it definitely didn't uh, hold up to the lore. No, but uh, but man, yeah. So you've been but, uh, you've been getting stalked by the paparazzi here. Well, no, they're just like they're always outside there, just waiting for anybody, any like <laughs> F list musician or something. Just, I, I guess it's like an easy way to probably make money uh, in case someone famous does show up. Yeah, or a case like uh, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, rolls out somebody the front like door. hits somebody with their car, like <laughs> right. Lindsay Lohan, or some like Nickelodeon yeah. star comes in. But you know, the the, mo- the most wild hotel was that's where we, I think that's when we first really met was in London. Oh wait, was it the Columbia? The Columbia. Oh hotel. my god, that, that shit. That that was the only real kind of that was insane rock like, and roll hotel experience. And I don't understand because you know if you'd like, I mean. I would never wake up that early, but if you like stayed up till breakfast, like yeah. like uh, be norm- there was like normal people, normal staying. dudes, like <laughs> like at night there'd be like a thousand dudes, like every band, like yeah. I there's I there was a point where like I remember uh, I was on tour with the Yeah Yeahs and Karen and I like pulled down the chandelier in the middle of like like that first in the like, bar room in like well the one in between the bar and oh, the, yeah. the check in area. We were like swinging from it. We broke it, shattered it. And the next morning I woke up and there were like a hundred normal dudes eating breakfast and the chandelier was like put together again. I'm back <laughs> I don't know how they did it. And then there's that. We like, should probably explain where this hotel is. Oh, yeah. Here. It's like, uh, what is like kind of like by Paddington in London. It's right near Notting Hill. It's on, uh, what's the name of that street? I can't remember. Oh, it used to be man. like my one address I knew. Yeah. I mean, it? well, it's basically across from Hyde Park because it's a hotel where all, it was basically this sh- pretty shitty hotel that all the bands would stay at because it was so cheap that the, <laughs> yeah. all their labels would like, sp- you know, spend the seventy dollars it cost to get a room. Yeah, but it was like the rock and roll hotel of London. Yeah, you could also get like, like a a, a room that would be like four single beds next to each other. Yeah, it's so, like your whole band would look like yeah, every hilarious. Room, every room had these <laughs> tiny little beds. <laughs> And there's like a little tiny like four inch TV, dude. That's yeah, when I got shingles, I had to live there for like two weeks. <laughs> they made me cancel my tour, and I had to lay down in a room and watch. at the Columbia Hotel by myself for two weeks and not be able to really contact people. It's good, like, but that's a good thing about that hotel. You end up because there's nothing to do. If there's no if there's no party in the bar, then you then you're like kind of just like in your room. You find yourself like watching like the weird movies they play like on bbc yeah well bbc is awesome for that the, yeah. mo- the movies they play like like wicker man every night at 3 a.m yeah with nail and i and wicker man. yeah the original Anything one with yeah. wi at the beginning <laughs> wicker man <laughs> yeah, but it was crazy it'd be like like the lobby would be like you guys me kings of leon uh my morning jacket like it'd be like every possible every band beachwood like, sparks i think lived there for like yeah. five years and there's, a, there's, <laughs> a, there's like this there's a guy from aberdeen that was the, the he ran the the front desk oh, and dude. ran the 
bar. He, was he so, hated us. He hated everybody. Dude, there was a phase where he wouldn't even open the bar for us anymore. Yeah. And um, we came up with like this system where you, uh, where we, we got like a, a paper towel roll and we put it through the gate, like we had the gate locked. We yeah. put it through the gate to the tap, and then we pushed the tap with the pencil and like drink beer through this cardboard tube. <laughs> like we foiled that dude every possible possible way. So that, but that doesn't really exist anymore, as far as I know. I don't think people. Like, everybody moved over. They started saying at the K West, which is not nearly the same thing. No, no. You order like toast from room service. Yeah. It's like thirteen pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But one time there, I did have like an amazing experience where, like, because uh, that little lobby bar is so small, there was like <clears throat> one half of the lobby was uh, was all of Slayer's crew and like Slayer chilling, and then like next to them, <clears throat> like within five feet, was like Bjork. Oh, and all of her like little like <laughs> like Icelandic friends singing like Icelandic campfire songs, and it was like the most <laughs> the best juxtaposition of all time. <laughs> What's the worst hotel you've ever stayed in on on tour? Man, uh, there's this point where we did like a Sean and Na tour in England where nobody gave us any money. Right, <laughs> it's expensive as fuck to tour there. Yeah, uh, uh, and we stayed at like this weird, basically almost hostel kind of thing in like the middle of like. Like, uh, what's up? What part of town? It's not it's next to Leicester Square. But it's just like basically, like, you had to pay like an extra 20 pounds to get like uh, what was like a tour bus shower, like oh, in yeah. your room, right. basically. And you get locked out, think. like, after you don't show up by midnight or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that kind of place. And like, there's a, uh, like, oh, well, I guess like one of the scariest ones is in Detroit, you know, that haunted Ramada. No. It's like downtown. There's like this haunted Ramada. Like it's so scary. Like Detroit's like the only place in the world that's scarier in the day than it is at night. You know what I mean? Like we checked in once, and uh, we'd always stay there because it was haunted. And there's like a goth club in the basement that would just go off till like three in the morning. Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, and uh, <laughs> they'd uh, uh, we checked into one room, and there was just like standing water that was just blood water in the bathtub, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and uh, and we like checked in we didn't even realize where we were parking when you open like when you open the windows the next morning it's just like crack zombies (laughs) like like everywhere and you're just like oh my god we parked in like the walking dead like we're like literally don't go outside you're gonna get your face eaten we we stayed at a hotel once we were driving from we were driving from champaign illinois to i guess we were driving home but somehow for some reason there's bad storm or something so we cut through indianapolis and we're going like back through Columbus, back up to Akron. And uh, we stopped in between Indianapolis and Dayton and some, oh at some like rest area. And there's a, just, you know, like non chain, like <laughs> motel. Oh my God. And uh, it's like, like there are no lights on or anything. We pulled in, it was like two and thirty, three in the morning. And the guy like gave us a room and we go and the door doesn't, lock at all and, oh my God. and there's this huge blizzard going on the door just keeps like swinging open from the wind oh and there's just like, like meth heads just walking around the like trucker dudes Dude. like walking around all night and we turn the lights on in the room and the the, uh, the comforter was like pulled way down on the bed like the bed hadn't been made and there were like just blood stains like, oh God. all over the mattresses. yeah that's the thing like you just 
expect bed bugs. Yeah. Like, thanks. This is before, this is before those, were, those were really on the rise again. This is like <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. They, they weren't back in, in vogue. But yeah, <laughs> speaking of haunted hotels, like this hotel is supposed to be haunted. Well, yeah. So many people have like died here. Right. It's like a real death, death spot. Dan stayed in the room where, or the bungalow that were, uh, Belushi died last time we were here. Oh, man. Which one is that? It's three. It's like right down there. Number three. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Did he feel any weird vibes? No, I don't think so. No? Did he party hard? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I would hope. I think that just happens when you show up to this place. But um, the, the scariest hotel, that, like, as far as like possibly haunted hotel I've ever stayed in, is, was in this really weird town in France. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce the name but I think there's like a bunch of L's and O's and V's in the, <laughs> in the, in the name of it but there's this like old hotel and there's like a glass atrium for the lobby like this old glass atrium and there's this bar and like you know the bar like the roof like the ceiling in the bar was like six foot five it was so old oh like, my god You're and the, like yeah the whole night scraping like, your head just literally you could hear footsteps up and down the hallway it was Oh man! Insane. I couldn't sleep at all. Yeah, I totally believe in ghosts, especially in France. I mean, that, oh yeah, because you can't because they don't speak English like the like the ghosts and stuff. Yeah, so like, you can't tell them to go away. Yeah. They don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you're like, get out of here. Like, is that yeah? What is it? Me? Was it like a threat? I can't. <laughs> I just saw this. Somebody just sent me this thing on YouTube where it's like from the Today Show in 1984, and it's this woman talking about how she has a a haunted toaster. And then she saved all the toast that was made in the toaster. And like, what? Does it have like images? It on says, it? well, one of the, it's like burnt toast, but then like the, the like you know burnt carbon or whatever is like scraped off the toast, and it says "Hail Satan." It's obviously like her husband is like lingering in the corner, like fucking with her, trying to scare the shit out of her. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm gonna start doing that to people. Yeah, I gotta be the toast haunter. <laughs> that is like the best hobby I like the idea of haunted appliances <laughs> yeah I mean like what goes <laughs> yeah, like, like what a shitty fate that would be to like die and then be like well I guess I'm just gonna hang around and haunt this fucking yeah, VCR <laughs> I'm sticking this VCR for... <laughs> well that's it that's where the ring comes from you know and all those kinds of movies mm-hmm. cause VCRs and, and VHS tapes now definitely are, are according to movies super haunted Right, well, it's because they have all the <laughs> electromagnetic uh, EVP shit going on. Yeah, and just traps souls. It's like the best thing you listen to. Like, that's like, to, speaking of like being on tour and stuff, driving around, like the best thing to do is listen to Art Bell. Like, oh, yeah. So, like, and there's always, they have like an EVP special like once a week. Oh, like, they have like the same creeps on every single <laughs> week. But then they that's pl- just because they can't afford DVD players. Yeah, they play the <laughs> clips, and the clips are all like just. Yeah, it's like obviously someone just putting a backwards track on a mini disc player or something. Yeah, <laughs> mini disc, haunted mini disc. <laughs> that'd be the that'd be the way to go. Or the haunted, uh, the haunted ADAT, <laughs> the musician's nightmare. Every ADAT's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't record on that shit. Yeah, fucking. I'm trying to think. Like Thomas Dolby's. Ghost, well, well, he's probably alive. Yeah, he's Maybe his ghost is working overtime. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so uh, I'm trying to think, man. I just sort of, I'm sort of pulling it together today in this, uh, this yeah. kind of hangover vibe. We rocked Petty Fest last night. We're going to rock it again in just mere hours. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that uh, Johnny Depp had the most accessories of. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe more than everyone combined. Oh yeah. It was great. He yeah, he's got a lot of five scarves, like six hats. He's prepared, man. <laughs> he does it just in case. Yeah, I'm like, man, just like I'm just wearing like a t-shirt. I feel, yeah, yeah. I feel like, like I, <laughs> maybe I, I'm underdressed. You should rip up some of your shirts and make some scarves tonight. Right. <laughs> Come in. We should all dress up tonight. <laughs> So man, I yeah, we've we've known each other for a long ass motherfucking time. Yeah, I think we met ten years ago, probably. Yeah, or, or longer than that. Even. Longer, yeah. We play like the Casbah together. Yes. <laughs> and then argue about who should headline. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't have those arguments anymore. You're not like no hey, I mean, guys. You guys should really take the stage after us tonight. I miss I miss the touring like. Miss that 2002 era touring in the van. Yeah, we just like half dead the whole time. Yeah, but it's exciting because it's like you're usually like yeah you're just first couple tours you're like really excited. I mean, van tours are really hard now, man. I did one a couple of years ago and it's they they can they can take it out of you. Yeah, I like feel a feel for every band that. I kind of there's something I still like about it though. The only thing that like really bothers me at this point is if you try to sleep on like the middle bench in a van, oh, there's yeah. that like constant boner that you get. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, like you can't get rid of it. You're not aroused. You're surrounded by a bunch of dudes, but you have like the most painful boner inside of like jeans, and you can't like take off your jeans and like lay around with like a boner in your briefs. It's just like your friends hanging around. Some bands do that. I know. And then once you cross that line, yeah. then you're one of those. <laughs> you just all of a sudden you're peeing in bottles, and that's just like that's, yeah, that's just, rough. Yeah. <laughs> We've, we we opened for a band. They showed us the, their van. This is years ago. It was all decked out with like zebra skin seat covers, and then the back area like was just like where they would go to like yeah do. Do things to themselves. <laughs> and like, I never, never really appealed to Dan and I. To, it's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things. I mean, you're just gonna like, you're definitely gonna drink someone's pee if there's bottles yeah. of pee laying around. <laughs> At some point, it's yeah. like the odds are, yeah, you're gonna drink your own pee. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I uh, on our first tour, we we had this minivan and we were touring in and like. Uh, you know, we kept hearing horror stories about bands getting all their gear stolen. Even though, like at the time, I mean, we were broke, but you, our gear wasn't like valuable. But we had yeah, no, we had the money, but had. so it wasn't like we we're protecting like collectible stuff. Like, no, but it's like all you got. Right. So, I, like, there are a couple of times where I, I had to sleep. I would like volunteer to sleep in the van to guard the van. Oh, dude, we'd do yeah. that all the time. Yeah. And there's one time we were sleeping outside of that club, Chop Suey in Seattle, and like, uh. I went to sleep and I got woken up like at three in the morning by all these people like being really loud. And I looked out the window and all these dudes in like Santa Claus outfits. And I was like, Oh Man. my God. It was like the Santa Claus. It was like Christmas in July at a gay bar. <laughs> oh, that place, the Seawolf? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That place next door. So I was like, shit, man. Like, what the fuck's going on? I didn't realize. I didn't find out until the next day that it was like a party. I thought it was just like <laughs> something bad could be going on. You're like, what's wrong with the but junkie, I had to pee junkies really in bad. this town? Yeah, I had to pee really bad. So I like, peed in like a Gatorade bottle but it was like dark and like I just got 
pee all over the van and for the rest of the trip the van just smelled like piss yeah someone's yeah if you're peeing in bottles like you're definitely gonna pee on someone's pillow or just stuff in general there's no way like the people i just i just don't get it i just i i, I did the like uh I, we used to take turns sleeping in the van like back like even like calvin crime days like and uh and uh and like there was one time in washington dc i went out and slept in the van like shit-faced and like drank a 40 in the van before i passed out and uh i woke up and somebody had like come in that little side window in the front rolled down the window (laughs) taken all the change and like that was it luckily like i was like i had that fear that like i just slept through like getting completely robbed like i went and opened up the back and was like oh fuck i hope everything's still fucking here and then i was like it dawned on me like what the fuck am i gonna do yeah i'm like like, if i woke up like the dude would just like stab me yeah you know what i mean i have not not really do is scream yeah, like, like help me my defense. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably just run out of the van. Yeah, just, you know, just go get somebody. Take, take whatever you want. Just, whatever, I don't care. Just don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like the part of the plan we never thought through, though. You're like, yeah. what would you do? Yeah, you would. You would probably get murdered. You would get yeah. murdered. You would get in a fight with yeah. a fucking tramp. <laughs> you know the thing. The thing about touring, like, that's changed so much from like back when we first started was uh i think we you know we just started right at the tail end of this because like gps and iphones came yeah. out within like five years after we started but back when we when we did first start there was there was like there's no way to really get directions yeah but there's also no way to find out like really where to go yeah in, exactly in a city so you'd show up to like st louis and just drive around yeah and like, like try to four read four hours map and yeah be like, like i don't know where the number is you just have to look at the map and you'd have to kind of guess like where there might be like a record store or somewhere to hang out for like yeah. five hours yeah there's nothing yeah. in like yeah no way to like if you're late you have to like stop use a calling card to call the promoter <laughs> and it takes like 20 minutes just to get through <laughs> and be like hey we're gonna be late yeah and now we're 20 minutes more late because we had to call you yeah <laughs> Do you ever use one of those dialer things? What's that? Uh, it was like just like this little like it made the noise that would like oh uh, like a freak box. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Oh uh, no, no. I had we we had one once and we just got too freaked out by it, but because it's made the sound of a quarter going. In, right? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I love fucking technology. Yeah, somebody figured that out because actually that, I think guessing like a box of Captain Crunch they gave away this whistle that had like a, a perfect like twenty five hundred hertz like. Uh, tone, and I guess that's the same tone that the, that that a, a quarter made when you put it into the yeah. payphone. So you just pick up the phone and blew the whistle, you get free calls. Yeah, totally. <laughs> or is there there's that thing where like in like old like uh, like Coke machines and stuff where you could just like spray a squirt like you'd put warm salt water in a squirt gun and spray it into like the change slot. Yeah. And it would freak out the whole machine and like. All of the, the like, all the cokes would come out, and all the change would just start pouring out. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I like, don't know why that didn't get taken advantage of more. Original a few times. It's like original OG hacker. Shit. Yeah, yeah, like the analog hacker. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't paid for parking in like six months, dude. Yeah, we just whistle. Here's whistle. We're just stealing. We definitely did ruin like the parking system in LA. Like over the last few years, now it's all those credit card meters. But but before that. Like, um, then we had like a big group of us, like would always, you take like 
uh, fold up some money and put it in the the coin slot and then just like jam it in with a penny uh-huh. and it would just give you like full amount of parking time <laughs> <laughs> so we just like jammed every meter in town like literally within like three months of us starting it like they were all replaced <laughs> it's like the the opening scene to like cool hand luke where he's like oh just wasted going around stealing all the money from the parking meters yeah just, dude, that's <laughs> the best that movie is amazing it man. is like it's so good i i like it I slept on it till like two years ago and finally saw it and was just like, oh my God. What? And my dad like showed it to us when we were like probably eight or nine in a haunted VCR. <laughs> <clears throat> but Paul Newman, uh, he's a, a super good actor and good chef. Oh yeah, he's got such a, he's got a really good, um, he was a great, great salad dressing. Donkey sauce. <laughs> donkey sauce, man. We were talking yeah. about the guy Fieri uh, New York Times uh, restaurant review yeah, of his I, new uh, place. It's all the rage. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like everybody has read that review by now. That's really, it's really made the rounds. Yeah. And if I you mean, haven't, go to the New York Times. And what's the name of the restaurant? It's like Guy Fieri's it's like Guy American... Fieri's American Chinatown Crunch <laughs> shop. I, I mean, he's just such an easy target. You he know? is, man. And like, the best thing about him is like, I just at this point now I just kind of feel sorry for him. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I mean, and it's like it's the thing. Like, if you is read the, his Twitter feed, it's just like it's just like you know, like going to sound check and or going to Johnny Garlic's in San Jose to check out the team, and then going to rock <laughs> out the Nickelback. You're just kind of like, dude, man, you're like, come on, dude. But that's the weird thing. Like, yeah. I, 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 there's nothing to feel sorry for though, because like. He's, oh, a, not, he's like he's like uh, he's a harmless he's a harmless douche he's like one of those like you know what I mean like he's, well that's why he's I feel douchey. sorry for him because like he, he like you know I mean he's like successful and all that and like like the thing like that really bones me out is like the whole story about his like uh, yellow f- uh, for, uh, Lamborghini that got stolen by like some like eighteen year old kid and, oh no he's like pressing full charges on this kid like, oh man but it's like and you like bought a yellow Lamborghini <laughs> yeah dude. exactly like, that, that deserves to be stolen yeah, if like, anything deserves to be stolen is a yellow Lamborghini yeah I played kickball with him at Lollapalooza oh uh, did you yeah <laughs> and he's just like he's, he's just like a good natured guy you're like, like oh yeah, I see, feel like I yeah, feel yeah. like I'm so bad for all the times I've made fun of you but like yeah. at the same time he's like I feel sorry for him really yeah but like at the same time he's got like like moms in the Midwest are like, they, he seems really nice. Like they like his show. Like he's on TV constantly. The dude is doing fine. Yeah, he's he's made a brand out of his weird hair. And it's just weird. Like New York Times or like a New York, New York uh, uh, Times Square is like a a weird place. To, like in general, it's not really part of New York, right? It's no, just like, no. It makes me like sad when I yeah, it's like really makes me wanna, I want to cry when yeah. I. You know what I mean? Because you're just like so exasperated by like. It feels people. like it should be you know exempt from being anything they're being reviewed by the new york times you know yeah like, yeah I know. It, that's it, why it's like kind of like just feels like it's just picking on it's like you know like just just picking on like you know like what about are they gonna write a review like that for the bubble gump shrimp company like, yeah exactly like the red yeah. lobster there didn't get <laughs> right. reviewed you know yeah the olive garden uh <laughs> i don't know that endless salad was you know it was endless it was endless it wouldn't end, man. It just I do wouldn't love, stop. I actually do love Olive Garden. I kind of do too. I mean, I love Red Lobster too. I don't, if you're I don't, on tour, really, the best place to go is like if you're like in like a, a you know the middle of nowhere and there's only chain restaurants. It's like you know it's a 
it's a decent choice. All you eat at the Olive Garden, and then you go party at the Applebee's. Yeah, you go because you know the Applebee's get, is going off. Yeah, it probably is. And like, there's this like <laughs> for we on our first tour ever where we had a bus. Like, uh, we had an interesting run for like two days because uh, we ended up kind of going to places that we would never ever go because what what happens is if you have certain types of uh drives the driver has to stop every like 10 hours to to sleep for 10 hours or yeah something. so i think we played like vancouver and then we had like a he, had a he could drive for 10 hours and he ended up stopping in like some town called like beaverton oregon oh yeah and uh i think i've stayed there yeah it's like kind of in the middle of nowhere so we you know we, we wake up like at one or something and like the drivers go on bus calls not till like two in the morning it's like you walk around there's nothing to do so you always like end up at like a bar we ended up hanging out with like the one cop in town was there yeah. like hanging out at the bar it was like he like wanted to try on my glasses and I've tried on his hat we're hanging out it's like kind of crazy because it's like we're like in this basically in Mayberry hanging out with like you know yeah. whatever Don Knotts like, <laughs> yeah. so then this, the drive was so long because I think our next show was like uh, was in Denver so like the next drive he did was from Oregon to Rock Springs, Wyoming, which oh, dude. was the most terrifying town I've ever been to. I think that no, that, that there's a different. There, there's really terrifying towns out there. There's well, one. It's like a. It's Rock Springs is like a mining t- oil. It's like an oil town, but they, all the oil like wells, I guess, is like surrounding the town with by like fifty miles. But so. they just like raped it and they're empty now. Well, the, no, it's still. No, like, they're still going. They're still going, but like they all go like and like stay in rock springs and drive out to the oil wells and so it's like i think i heard something that's like 75 percent men in the town right Cause it's all like dudes just go up leave their families and go work yeah yeah it's so, like, like deadwood we sh- yeah we show up and like i like you know we walked to an applebee's to go get because it's the only restaurant in town and we're like all right shit we have to bite the bullet and like go like get some blooming onions (laughs) get some like mudslides we start like walking there and like uh, on like the you know maybe half mile walk to Applebee's like two like pickup trucks filled up with like methed out dudes like came careening down the street yelling faggot at us oh my god like man like it's like dude this is what probably felt like to like you know be like in a rock band like in the south in like you know 19... 65 or yeah. something like this is crazy so we go we walk into the Applebee's and it was like straight out of a movie like we walk in and the door closes behind us and the restaurant is packed and everybody stops, stops oh, talking man. and like the, basically the whole time we're there like it's just like whispers and like yeah. nothing going on I'm like man and we you guys like, don't even look that yeah. weird I was like dude we did, I was like <laughs> it's like I've got like uh I mean, yeah, like I've got like Justin Bieber's haircut. It's not like a, like, or, like that, like <laughs> like that weird looking, and like no one's got like really long hair or anything. And, yeah, but it we just stuck out like a sore thumb because it was so like jacket. Or we something. didn't have like Carhartt like with deer blood all yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was insane. So then I think like after that, like uh, and Dan did not come on this leg of the trip. Dan flew ahead, and oh, I, I decided to ride on the bus because with like a are like a couple of our crew guys because I was like up for the experience of going to these weird towns. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, you do it. I kind of like, was regretting fuck. it, yeah. Then we ended up going to the town. There's like two bars and it's just like scary. Like we really felt like we were going to get stabbed and we went to like this um, 
bar ended like it was like a strip club and i swear like <laughs> the stripper it was like we left pretty much instantly because like there was a girl that was just like had a thick russian accent and i swear she was like like yeah definitely enslaved you know yeah I mean? yeah it was like, like what the fuck yeah. is what this? <laughs> like this is like the darkest place i've ever been yeah dude like there's know. it's and it's like the vibe out there it's like i remember like have you ever been to like green river uh-uh. colorado or like one of the i think it's colorado yeah uh there's like i remember driving through there it's like kind of the same zone like uh like I remember there's like nothing in town. We pull in the middle of the night. We're like driving straight back to Minneapolis from LA or something dumb like that. And, uh, and uh, it was like two in the morning and there was like one light coming out of a a motel that was like super eerie. There's like all this fog on the street and literally like out of nowhere, a gust of wind blew and just an empty wheelchair (laughs) came down the street and we were like, we were like gonna get gas, and we were like, "Let's get the fuck out of here!" Like, <laughs> like we like, totally got right back on the road. <laughs> yeah, you're like so broke though on those tours. Like, you're just willing to stay wherever. Yeah, we stayed at this hostel in Vancouver, and um, there's like a little courtyard outside. So we walked in and walked past the courtyard to the desk, and like this guy was like, "Do you want any green?" With your room, and we're like, "What?" He's like trying to sell us weed, and like, dude, that's my a brother. Trap. Was, that is such a trap. My brother was with us. Is like, yeah, the, I'll take some. Oh my god! They bought some uh, weed off this dude, and like, I don't smoke weed. I get like so paranoid. Like, but I did that night, and I got so fucking paranoid. But <laughs> the scariest thing about that experience was we checked in like noon one or something, and in the courtyard is this dude in a tracksuit, like shaved head, and like really aggressive looking he had this like he had like basically a tennis ball of weed just like crumpled up in his hand oh my god just smoking uh you know did he smoke it with you no he was just sitting there smoking like you know chain smoking this like bowl we go we eat lunch we play the show like it's like you know we don't go until like midnight we come back at like 1.30 walk past the courtyard and this dude's still sitting out there oh my god and that like tennis ball had turned into like you know a marble it's just like so high <laughs> so we go up to our room and that's when we smoked the weed mike bought and like this room looked like uh the uh, woody allen's apartment and like take the money and run with like oh, the dude. sinks like hanging off the wall there's water stains everywhere. yeah dude mattresses all fucked up there's like a so there's two beds and there's a piece of foam on the floor it's just like probably covered in jizz i slept <laughs> on that but we got high and like instantly i was just like that i was like that guy downstairs man like we locked the door we got to put like something in front of the door because that dude's gonna, we're the only people in here he's gonna he's gonna come up here man he's gonna come up here i kept freaking out for like 20 minutes that the guy was gonna come in and like fucking kill us yeah, and he's like outside the window like hey yeah. you guys talking about me, man? <laughs> <You> talking <laughs> and notice you guys were uh, freaked out by me <laughs> i've just been listening the whole time <laughs> Dude, one of my favorite things is, like, when you get to the middle of the country, I mean, you know, we're, like, Midwestern dudes, so, like, it's kind of, like, fun to go back and, like, and just see some of the weird, weird uh, decisions people make, like, naming their stores, like, uh, like, at, like, the truck stops and stuff. Like, I went to this one in Iowa, like, last year, and there's this, like, 
super fun, like, uh, I don't know, just gift shop with, like, dolls and fucking spoons snow and all this, like, snow yeah. globes and, like, cute stuff that your mom would want. That and, you like, definitely want when you're driving on a highway. Yeah, yeah, well, you need the, a figurine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, but the, the name of the place was Sophie's Choice, <laughs> which is the best, like, like... They're like, oh, that's a movie. My name's Sophie. We'll call it Sophie's Choice because all this stuff is my choice. Not knowing that it's like a fucking like abortion Nazi <laughs> fucking like like this, the most depressing movie of all time. Like, yeah. They probably just thought it sounded good. Like it would be like make like a good like QVC brand. Yeah. Like Sophie runs the store. It's Sophie's <laughs> Choice. Whatever's in here is Sophie's Choice. Instead, if you want an abortion, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to hate on some minorities, come in here too. I don't know. <laughs> but buy a doll while you're at it. Yeah, like you can. It's like opening up like a post-it note store called Schindler's List. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Schindler's Lists. Schindler's Lists. <laughs> Let's take a break, and when we come back, let's play a game, my man. All right. You down? I just wanted to break in the action to, uh, to give a shout-out to Earwolf.com, who's presenting this show currently. And if you like my show, you're going to like a lot of the other shows they have. I mean, they have Comedy Bang Bang. They have Sklarbro Country, Who Charted. The list goes on and on. All quality shows. Really funny, really insightful people. And uh, make sure you rate and review my show, Nocturnal Emotions, on iTunes. Tell your friends to subscribe. Spread the word. It's going to get better and better. This thing is a work in progress, you know. Um, and follow me on Twitter at Harmar Superstar. Um, you know, make comments in the Earwolf forums. Just check out Earwolf.com. That's all I'm saying. And if you use Amazon affiliates, link on Earwolf. Help us pay the rent, y'all. And we're back. Yep. So we decided we're going to create a show. Yeah. Let's create a show. What, uh, okay. what kind of... I don't... I don't really know how this works, but... Oh, yeah. Well, what we do is we spitball. We're basically, you know, we're just writing a pitch for all the Hollywood bigwigs okay. that are probably listening, you know? Okay, cool. Um, so it can be anything. It can be a movie. It can be a TV series. It could be a Broadway play. What, do, what, have, what are you itching to make? <clears throat> well, I'm not that familiar with theater, so maybe, maybe we do a sitcom. Yeah. Or we could do a reality show. Ooh, um, man! What are you leaning towards? I'm, I could go either way. Uh, I could go either way too. I mean, a sitcom. We could make both. Yeah, well, we could do. We could do both. <laughs> like, I mean, a sitcom seems like it'd be really easy to make, honestly. Because yeah. it's like you need like two or three pivotal characters, basically. Yeah. Usually they're usually they're like down a, on their luck. A, a dad. A dad. <laughs> yep. A f- his brother and a friend. Yeah, his brother who lives with him. Yeah, because you got as you get you have full house. Right <laughs> yeah, there. and you have like two and a half men kind of type thing going on. Yeah, you I got, think you should just have like a half man. Yeah, like an actual like a guy with no legs. <laughs> what would be like a real? Let's like think of the. Let's just think of the worst sitcom pitch. Okay, like um, like uh, basically. It's, it's set in a it's set in, it's a comedy set in a meth house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in like uh this whole family lives on a farm in North Dakota. What it's like breaking bad, but instead of making the meth, they're buying the meth. They're just buying the meth. <laughs> they're, doing they're, the just, meth. they're just doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's a spin off. 
it's a spin-off where it's just people doing the meth yeah from it's, like, meth. it's a consumer point of view. <laughs> and it's a real functional family though somehow yeah the dad's a dentist and that's <laughs> he's why obsessed with teeth yeah his teeth that's how he's, a, he's able to kind of keep keep up the uh you know he's able to like you know maintain like a, a you know a, a positive look in the community because he's so good with teeth he, yeah he keeps he has, his teeth he's like he's got such he has he he rots his teeth out every year doing so much meth yeah he, but he recaps them so yeah he, he can just can't give himself them. new teeth yeah. all the time so he's right. fine he's good in, yeah. and he's like his business is booming because uh everybody in town's doing meth. everybody's on meth all the yeah they're all trying to hide it from their uh, wives yeah he used to run a gym but everyone's so skinny they don't need to go anymore and right, and so he became a dentist. Yeah, he he got hooked on it at the gym. At the gym, yeah, <laughs> yeah. His personal trainer put yeah. him on a meth, yeah, like, you're gonna, a meth diet. Just working out is not going to cut it. You're going to have to just <laughs> go straight to the meth. And the mom uh, thinks she's a rocket scientist, but she just takes shit apart and puts it back together wrong all the time. Right, but she's not take, <laughs> but not not mechanical things. Uh, she takes she dissects her. Uh, Beanie babies because she's trying to figure out like a, a new improved beanie baby. Yeah, and, and she wants them to stop screaming at her, <laughs> and ruining her life. Wait, this cut this cut to like the reality show because that's the oh, yeah. show. I like I like to do a show about people who are still crazy collectors of beanie babies. Oh, dude, I think my mom uh, got into the craze for a while, but still, like people are still active, like still, still now. Because you know, back when they first came out, like. <laughs> yeah. There'd be like people on like Home Shopping Network being like, you know, we're, uh, you know, the princess beanie dolls worth ten thousand dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, no, it's not, yeah. not to anybody. Like, yeah, like there's people who literally thought that like these beanie babies are gonna be worth like these like, are the tickets. They're like based. They're all like Honus Wagner baseball cards. How basically. does that catch on? I just like it's so weird. This I don't is know, like a, man. Another doll. Yeah, well, that like adults buy. I mean, it's not they, like kids. They're very didn't. valuable. Though. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, they the differences. Are. <laughs> they're very limited. They're full of diamonds. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the princess being. I mean, like the felt they used on that. It's just Madagascar. It's uh, really rare cotton they used. <laughs> it's extinct. What about uh, a reality show called The Cosby Show? We just find a family that's named Cosby. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, Seinfeld. Just find a guy named Seinfeld. Yeah, this is Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> the reality show. Well, somebody, uh, Albert, actually last night was telling me about a movie that I didn't, I never heard of. That's, I think, it's about like, it's about uh, everyone loves Raymond. Being tr they're trying to like uh, make a version of it in Russia, but like, oh, I heard about that. Uh, yeah. Like, like that, like that might be the most perfect TV show ever made. Like yeah, the Russian version. Yeah, where like this humor doesn't come across. It's like yeah, so dark. Yeah, they, they try scary. to translate it, and it's just like yeah. super, super dark. Yeah, and bleak. Like yeah. what? What is this drama? Okay, that that's actually that could be the idea for our show. Is we take, you know, Full House and just turn it into like the most bleak, bleak, depressing, existential. Yeah, because you know, like <laughs> existential. That'd be a good play. Actually. My good friend uh, was obsessed with Full House because we were watching it once, and he pointed out like that the house couldn't actually exist. You know, because like you see it, it's just like a row house in like <clears throat> San Francisco, but you see the in interior, and it's like 
you know, four times as wide as the house. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. so deep. And He's there's like getting a, all real on it. Like there's an episode where like, I think <laughs> DJ like crashes the car through the kitchen. Like yeah. There's, so there's like a huge backyard and Yeah, alleyway. how do you have a backyard like that in San Francisco? I don't yeah, get it. It's, yeah, it's so bizarre. So I think that's part of it. Like kind of have like a Doctor Who style house. Where like yeah. It like, looks like an outhouse, but inside it's like 10,000 square feet. gigantic. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's the thing. Because yeah, and then they started going down to like Joey's room or like yeah. when they started writing jingles Joey and Jesse about, think about how dark that show is really because like you've got like the mom passed away yeah so then he's he's got three kids and his loser fucking brother moves in <laughs> who like fucking is in, dresses like he's like in the fucking Ramones but like plays an acoustic guitar nothing really adds up and his music's god awful <laughs> but he ends up being a beach boy because you know he's really like He's really like a huge cokehead, Uncle Jesse. Uncle you know Jesse, I mean? yeah, he's yeah. got to be. He's raging. Like, <laughs> he's always got ba- like new babes coming over all yeah. the time. And Uncle Joey has like a supreme like personality disorder. Yeah, he's just he's a total depressive dude. Yeah, like, he's got like fifteen yeah. personalities, <laughs> yes. and like eight of them are Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think to make the show really dark is if you just focused on Kimmy Gibbler's life. That would really take oh, it right to a dark. <laughs> you'd have to look at her, you'd have to hear her, and you'd have to like know what's going on in her life. Like what's going on at her house, the oh Gibblers. And then if we could tie it into Blossom and then just <laughs> oh my have, God. And deal with that the girl Six. Oh, I love Six. Yeah, six, six I is had a hot. huge crush yeah, on she Six. She was really cute. Yeah. She's like not my type anymore, but as a kid, that was well, my thing. Well, you're not into 12-year-olds anymore? I'm not into six. <laughs> I'm not into 12-year-old six anymore. <laughs> no, but it's kind of changed. Like, like Facts of Life, at first I was way into Blair. Oh, yeah. And then it was all Joe. I yeah. was like, oh, fuck. I just made the switch like yeah. one year. I was just like, oh, I get it. I wonder if any dudes were into Miss, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mrs. Garrett? Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I used like, to write letters to the Facts of Life when I was like... Uh, eight seven or eight like saying like when like mckinsey aston like joined the cast <laughs> like uh who's that like uh sean aston's little brother he was like the little boy that like oh right right right, right. Them. i was yeah. like hey if you guys ever need like a friend for him on the show i'll totally play it like i was like offering my <laughs> services because i wanted to hang out at the facts of life house so bad i was a little precocious dick Writing what? letters to the facts of life and like he, President uh, Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some there's some fertile ground in growing pains too because you've got like uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, what's the older brother? From, oh, oh, uh, Kirk Cameron. Yeah, he Kirk, was uh, Kirk Cameron because Mike Seaver. No, was he Mike Seaver? I think that might be the dad. Oh yeah, maybe it's Mike. But yeah, it's Seaver's last name. But yeah, because his sister. So that's a Full House connection, right? His sister was on Full House. He was on oh, Growing yeah. Pains, and they're both like really super uh, Christian. Christian, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. To do a version of Full House where he's the dad and like an authoritative, like uh, oh my god, super conservative. Or just do Empty House where it's yeah. just him. Yeah. All weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not like everybody yeah. left because he just like started <laughs> rambling about Jesus way too much. And yeah. Like we get it, man. Yeah, we respect it, but stop, man. That, and then. <laughs> And then that one, the guy, like his best friend, because there's always like the novelty best friend, oh, like Boner, Boner, because like Cockroach and Eddie Cockroach, and Boner. Boner, Boner died. Yeah, yeah, he, like in a weird, like bizarre he went accident, missing, like, like, like he killed himself or he something. Went missing, like I don't in know. Vancouver or something. Like it was yeah. like some weird. Yeah, it was fucked up. Maybe that, maybe maybe Boner was the guy I saw smoking all that weed in Vancouver at the. Was, <laughs> maybe that was him. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! 
and he was just creeping on you guys. Just creeping. Smoking a tennis ball of weed. You know what? Actually, this is the best idea yet for a TV show. You know, remember the show Unsolved Mysteries? Oh, like, yeah. I love that show. It was so scary. Like, yeah, because they're unsolved. You're like, uh, Yeah, and like you show it, like, it's like they put it on like at 8 o'clock on Thursday, like right when the kids, like, that's for like, what adults watching TV at 8 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, it's like kids in third grade, like me, like being like, what? You're like, I have fuck? one more I can't hour to before I have to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. But like the, the uh, dramatizations. So oh my like, God. Like doing a show that's all like those actors. Oh, dude. Like just like overacting, <laughs> like no idea what's going on. But they kind of look vaguely like it. But to do like historical, to just do a show that's all like historical, basically history channel, but like no narrator. No, just and just like awful extras and like it awful sounds like acting. the Lifetime Network, yeah, like Gettysburg, Gettysburg Address with like awful lookalikes of like like they get cast just because they look a lot like the character more yeah. than the fact. Like, dude, we my friend John and I were watching Lifetime the other day, and there was uh, there was uh, the the nightly movie was called Movie. <laughs> it was just called Movie. Yeah. It was like the most generic. Like we couldn't find. The, I don't. That, they either fucked up in the listings or they just didn't bother naming it because it was such a dumb movie. It was like ladies drinking wine being like, let's dish. How's your sex life? And then drama, right. then back to that, and then like scandal. Most of the shows, are, most of those movies are about like a cheerleader whose mom like kills like the other cheerleader who like outdid who their, their daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like got, the, became captain. Like my brother Will, he's a, he's a train engineer. So he like it's constantly on the road, you know. Yeah. And uh, for a while, he's like thrifty, you know. So he was like, he got he'd just get on iTunes and like buy the Lifetime movies because oh like because they're like a dollar. You'd buy them. and you get like two hours of movie, Dude. You get, like a lot of movie for little money. Dude. And if you're just like looking for something to put on in the background, like movie consistency, the thing. yeah, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Riding the Bus with my sister? No. Oh my god, that is one you got to get. It's uh, Rosie O'Donnell playing a, a mentally handicapped lady. Oh, I think she thought she was going to get an Emmy or something. Right. It's really just her being like. <laughs> and it's so amazing it's like the most offensive thing it's like her and her sister is Andy McDowell and she like wears a Tweety Bird shirt and like fucking rides the bus oh, and carries man. her like cases of soda around and just like play, plays up like mentally handicapped character way more than most than like any other no yeah way more yeah. it's like like she thought she was going to get an Emmy but she just yeah. looks like she's making fun of retarded people well maybe we should make a show that's just designed to get the the uh, the actor an Emmy guaranteed like what would that be like dude it's just it's all pain you got to play someone like you got to lose an arm like you just got I think it, like what if you play like I think if you play playing historical figures is like, yeah yeah a shoe in, if like, you're Kate Winslet and you play a historical figure you'll win an Emmy like who, who <laughs> could we cast as like Nancy Reagan or something oh dude yeah that's it that's the thing it's got to be like an HBO movie yeah it's got to be one of their movies um, nancy nancy who who would be nancy i'm trying to even think what nancy looks like just like a skeleton i guess judge judy maybe oh my god right Done. yes <laughs> cast all right we're gonna make reagan we're gonna make yeah. nancy with judge judy like that that's like you know how easy it would be to just go on tv and just be a raging bitch at like and just yeah. like it'd be the easiest thing ever and like yeah. people just love to watch that but people. then you have to walk around the streets yeah as that person forever right like Bill O'Reilly like I bet he's like probably a level headed normal guy but he just does yeah. his character of being like out of touch fucking moron yeah and he makes so much money doing it 
It's like that's like the ultimate like selling your soul to like, yeah, just like become like, I'm become a, a character. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the weird thing is like people are willing to watch. I kind of have a theory that like when it comes to movies, TV shows, and music, like uh, especially mainstream stuff, like if you put and if you put something on a network. Like people will watch, millions of people will watch it. Yeah, regardless, just because they it's think on. it's on. Yeah, this is like it's just like you know mil- millions of people will like get into like you know Justin Bieber's because he's like on TV. Yeah, and, like, he's there. But yeah, like no one really knows any of his music. He doesn't even really sell that many albums, but he's like just there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So like we could really just like if we if like let's create some CBS just give us a half hour like yeah give us a half hour we could like do, we just gave you like nine different pitches of yeah, shows we could really <laughs> we could definitely fill up like what you know what we we could probably make a TV show for like ten grand an episode yeah and real what, cheap on the cheap yeah what's going on like on CBS like at like two thirty in the morning like give us that time slot. yeah what are you gonna do what else yeah. are you gonna do well you got an infomercial like. How much money do they actually make? Yeah, it costs you more to like license uh, a rerun, right? In fact, actually, we could just do like infomercials, like sitcom, where we just like the right <laughs> we write a script designed to like sell like OxyClean or you know OxyContin. I mean? OxyContin. <laughs> like you give us like a food dehydrator, and we'll write like a drama about how like <laughs> like the food dehydrator like saved. Save the life. Like we, yeah. my, my dad, my dad was gonna lose his leg, and this yeah. food dehydrator came. Whoa! We were stuck in a, we were stuck in a, in a avalanche in a cabin, and all we the had only was thing a, that kept us. Oh yeah, was the av- Oh yeah, was the dehydrator. <laughs> we, we ended up. We actually ended up uh, putting our baseball mitt in there. And, <laughs> They just give us some recipes because you know what? But years later, years later, it went on the fritz and uh, electrocuted my our, our newborn child. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, man, the Ronco dude, man, like, just like he just invented so much stuff that, like, it just required you to take weird cuts of meat you can't actually buy anywhere and douse it in soy sauce and lay it on a rack. Yeah. <laughs> This is delicious. It's like when my grandfather, before he passed away, like, uh, you know, he was like 80 and 85. He had like, you know, no no taste buds. And yeah. he, he grew up in West Virginia oh, in a depression, right? So he like was so happy to eat anything. Like, yeah. he was so thankful for for like, yeah. anything. So like, he, he would go to a restaurant and talk about how delicious, you know, like the food was. It would, just, it would just be so disgusting. Yeah. And like, that's the kind of f- person I think he's like, into like this jerky stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, it's like you, you don't like your, your meat tender, do you? <laughs> you want it to be like kind of like uh, dried out and tough and you want it to like maybe feel like it's going to rip your back teeth out when you bite into it? My grandfather's, <laughs> his favorite, his favorite sandwich uh, is completely illegal now. But he still, <laughs> it was. What? He would talk about like when he would like go home from, walk home from high school in wheeling in like 19 what like 35 he would like stop at the tavern on the way home his mom would give him a nickel and you would get a beer you could drink beer at 14 and then you get like a he would get a, something that was called a cannibal sandwich it was just raw hamburger and onions oh on my white bread. god yeah the illegal sandwich <laughs> yeah, illegal sandwich <laughs> Like this is the thing, man. I like, had so many images go through my mind yeah. when you were talking when you I first just, mentioned the illegal sandwich. I just love it when people are like raw hamburger. When like super conservative people are just like, man, we need to, 
go back like we need to like you know like they like look at the 50s like it's an ideal like situation like oh, let's go back tw- 20 years further yeah, and, like, like people, people like got, eating their horses and people like, got killed by like milk yeah like <laughs> unpasteurized milk feeding like fucking tweens beer and hamburger meat yeah. and onions yeah. dude I think we leave it there we yeah. got the illegal sandwich and that's that's pretty much where I wanted to go <laughs> dude uh, thanks for nocturnally emoting with me man yeah man thanks for uh, having me on <laughs> <laughs> there he is, Patrick Carney. I love that man. Uh, the only man I've ever heard use the term illegal sandwiches, and now I'm obsessed with that concept. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Patrick, for coming in. You're a great guest. Hopefully we'll get to have you back someday. Um, everybody, if you want to find me this week or next week, I will be DJing from noon to four at Black Market, 110 Avenue A, Saturdays. Sexy brunch. Yes, that's what I specialize in. Sexy food gatherings of all types. Uh, so yeah, I'm there Saturdays. Aaron Fenning's there Sundays. And uh, that's what you should do. Come down, eat some food, listen to Shot Day and whatever else I might play. And have a sexy Thanksgiving, you know. Um, <laughs> not too inappropriately. Don't freak out your family or anything. But uh, next week... Uh, my, my guest is Jake Fogelnest. Um, you know him as a star of the Earwolf Network of Friends and, uh, and host of Shows Galore on Sirius XM. So uh, that's a great interview. Very funny. I hope you tune back in. Thanks a lot, everybody. Gobble, gobble. Happy Turkey Day. Uh, this is Harmar Superstar. Nocturnal Emotions is out for the week. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead.